Good morning. So yesterday, Gil led us in an exploration of emotions. And this morning, I'd like to continue working with mental activity, this time focusing more simply on thoughts, on thinking, on mental activity that tends to be more just in the head, you could say, and doesn't have the same kind of physical effects that uh, most emotions bring with them. Now, of course, in actual practice, we, we don't tend to experience all these different types of mental activity as nicely falling into neat, distinct categories. But even so, it can be helpful just to start separating them a little to start bringing awareness to the different types of activity in the mind. Because when we're clearer about what we're dealing with, then it's easier to find an appropriate response. For most people, though, if they don't have any mindfulness training, most people tend to live in their mental activity as if it was completely true, completely real and accurate. And then with that basic misunderstanding, they're just completely at the mercy of whatever their minds are creating. Instead of recognizing that actually it's possible to relate to all of our mental activity in ways that lead to more ease, to more well-being, to more happiness. So the first step in working with thoughts is to recognize that they're just thoughts. And we need some training to be able to do that, to recognize the thought, to articulate it to ourselves, to get more clarity about it without getting lost in it. And this is part of the challenge with thoughts. So even as you're sitting here right now, it's quite likely that some part of you is tracking your thoughts, believing, yep, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I'm thinking. And we tend to take thoughts very personally. And or, in the context of meditation, we relate to them as the enemy and this is partly, I think, because of the way we tend to hear or perhaps the way we tend to present the standard instructions for mindfulness of breathing. And we can misunderstand that invitation to keep returning the awareness to the breath as meaning that we're supposed to somehow focus or even fixate our attention on the breath, only the breath, nothing but the breath. And if we have that as our basic misunderstanding, then when the mind, quote, wanders, we yank it back harshly, back to the breath, back to the breath, back to the breath. And the effect of that way of practicing, at least in my experience, usually just fuels a multiple hindrance attack. So instead, we want to just acknowledge that thinking is part of the meditation. In fact, sometimes I think even calling it mindfulness of breathing is a total setup. And I wonder if we should call it mindfulness of thinking with some breathing, because that's a little closer to what most people experience most of the time. And actually, if we are mindful of the thinking, then that is actually good practice. Remembering that in Vipassana meditation, it doesn't matter what you're aware of. 
so much as that you are aware. So whether you're aware of breathing or sensations or sounds or thinking, any of those can be objects of mindfulness. But as I'm sure you all know from your own experience, the particular challenge with thoughts and emotions is that we tend to identify with them. We take them personally, we get involved, entangled, we lose awareness. So for most of us, it takes quite some training to be able to just know thoughts arising, staying for a while, passing away, without either feeding those thoughts or suppressing them. So depending on the type and the intensity of the thinking, there are a few different strategies we can bring to being with them. If the thoughts are pretty innocuous, just simple, practical things, I wonder what we're having for lunch, we just let them move through the mind, almost like wispy clouds might float through the sky. And just as the sky is unaffected by whatever weather systems pass through it, when awareness is strong, all different kinds of mental conditions can be known. Without being affected, you could say, by the metaphorical rain and wind and hail and thunder and lightning, the sky just receives all of those different experiences and fundamentally is not affected by them. So that image of the sky is used sometimes in the Buddhist teachings and you get a sense from that that vastness is very helpful. So creating space in the mind to just let the energy of the thought be known without our more usual tendency to clamp down, react, resist it. So metaphorically making space to just allow the mental activity to be there is also a helpful strategy. When there's more room in the mind, the thoughts can be there almost like a, a distant radio that's in the background or in another room. And there's just, we're aware of some low-level sounds kind of burbling away, but we don't need to tune in and listen to the voices or to the music. They can stay in the background and in the foreground of our awareness is the experience of breathing or sensations or sounds or whatever our chosen anchor is. Inevitably though there'll be times where our attention does get tangled up in some kind of thought pattern for quite a while but at some point you will recognize that. It might not be until the bell rings after 45 minutes, but better late than never. And when that happens, when we come back after recognizing thinking, usually there's a little pulse of self-judgment or criticism or resistance. Ugh, lost again. Please try not to do that. Instead, appreciate that the mindfulness has returned. And then it can be very helpful to take some time just to notice what effect that longer period of thinking has had on the body. Usually getting lost in thought creates all kinds of subtle tension through the body. Tension that we're generally not aware of, but it can actually fuel 
and increase the agitation of thinking. So when you do realize that you've been lost in thought, take a moment or two just to check in with what's happening, particularly in the face. So often there's a slight furrowing of the brow or a slight frown. And you might find that all those little muscles around the eyes have been activated. You might notice the lips, the teeth, the jaw just slightly clenched. Or maybe the shoulders are a little stiff or hunched. And so bringing kind awareness to that tension that's come from thinking, inviting it to soften, to release, to relax, softening the physical muscles can help soften the thinking muscle of the mind too. And over time, when we keep turning back to the subtle pleasantness of simply being present, that becomes more appealing than the agitation of being lost in thinking. And this can create a positive feedback loop that helps us to release the thinking habit more quickly. Okay, so when we talk about thinking in this context, just to acknowledge, we can experience thoughts in different ways at different times. And different types of minds experience thoughts differently too. So sometimes thoughts appear almost like words sort of scrolling through the mind. Or we might hear them as an inner voice speaking to us. At other times, thoughts come as images or memories. And of course, sometimes they do have a more bodily aspect, uh, like an emotion. And although mostly in this next session we're focusing on thoughts, if emotions come, that's fine. You just bring that same non-reactive awareness to whatever is happening. And again, this is much easier said than done. So sometimes the tool of mental noting can be helpful here to allow us to be present with the thought without getting lost in it. So just like we were doing with the breathing when we're naming in or out or rising, falling, when the walking, lifting, moving, placing, when we notice some kind of thinking, we can just silently name or note it or thinking, thinking, thinking. All we need to do is be aware that mental activity is happening. If the thought keeps coming back and you start to recognize a familiar sequence of thoughts, then you might experiment with getting a little more specific about the type of thinking. So maybe it's planning or wondering or fantasizing. So we're using a very simple mental note because we don't want to get caught up in thinking about what kind of thinking we're thinking about so we can think ourselves into finding the right label. If that's happening, then just drop it. Not so useful. And actually, there's one label that's always useful, and that's something. So just noting, okay, something. (laughs) You don't have to get any more precise than that because the part of the mind that's making the mental note is different from the part that's experiencing the thought. So just in that moment of thinking, naming it, you're no longer lost in the thinking. 
Okay, so in the next meditation, we're going to experiment with including thoughts directly in our mindfulness. And we'll begin with some familiar anchors, so the breathing, sensations in the body, sounds. And then we'll just start to open up to different aspects of mental activity. And just to say, if you haven't done this before, there are a couple of very common experiences that happen when we're invited to pay attention to thoughts. One is that for some people it can seem like suddenly all of the thoughts just disappear. We were absolutely plagued with them in the sitting before, but when we're, quote, allowed the thoughts to be there, they go, they get stage fright. So if you recognize that, you can just know or note nothing or blankness or not much or maybe actually calm. Oh, calm, tranquility. So you're not trying to manufacture anything. You're just knowing what the experience is. Other people find the opposite, that when they're invited to know their thoughts, suddenly mental activity feels like it goes into overdrive and there's an absolute torrent. So again, you can note torrent or flood or lots or lots. And for other people, this whole invitation is a kind of a setup that stimulates even more thinking. So wondering, was that a thought that just floated through? And does thinking about the thinking count as a thought? And am I supposed to not generate more thinking? But I think that's thinking too. So and then we get all tangled up. Again, just note or no or confusion or whatever it might be and then gently come back to the home base of the body sitting, the body breathing. Okay, so let's give that a try. <laughs> 